and welcome to another episode of the Sensational Kids Show. I hope that you are enjoying your summer and that you are ready for, in the south of England, what is expected to be another very hot weekend um, and a few days. Um, I've been spending quite a bit of my summer holiday catching up with friends and we've been doing quite a few garden centres. And yesterday, walking through um, Wisley Garden Centre, which is one of the big garden centres in um, Surrey, a friend um, stopped and said, oh, my gosh, that smell is just, it's taken me right back to when we lived in Portugal and the pine needles have this specific scent when you have the warm air. And when she said that, I suddenly remembered the times I've been on holiday in Spain and Portugal and you have that hot air blowing in with the pine needles and it's just something fantastic. And then I said to her, um, well, you know, your sense of smell is really, really closely linked with your with your memory and um, it's almost like when you have a certain smell up here, like you are back at experiencing a certain event again. So if you can think of if your mom or grandma used to make a certain meal, that smell will take you right back to that to that point. Um, and what they found is that your memory center of the brain has is quite closely used for acquiring new associative memories. So those which are triggered by unrelated items such as an odor or a smell. And, and what they say is that your experiences with smells is typically where the smell is the background or the backdrop for the context for a person or place or an emotion. So if you go to the seaside, the smell of the salt, um, those kinds of salient, really important events can be quite strongly associated with the memory. And that's why you can often have these really strong emotions or feelings that come with it. Um, and this is just because of how closely the um, olfactory system or your smell system is linked to your limbic system, which um, is really quite closely involved with regulating your emotions and your emotional memories. Um, and what they say is that, you know, you can be taken back to a time when you were incredibly young and there was a certain smell, but these smells are so personal for us and they trigger certain um, feelings and emotions, but it is incredibly specific to certain people. Um, so where your sense of smell is connected to good memories, it will be incredibly good emotions. However, if there's one smell that is perhaps linked to a memory that happened at a time when things were really difficult for you, or when you've got bad news, for example, that will always stick with you, okay? Um, and... And so what they say is that, you know, it's, um, it's very, very specific. And I thought, actually, there are so many of our kids who are incredibly sensitive to smells. You know, our smells are um, 
we smell all day long, right? And it's also very closely linked to our, um, our sense of taste. So our smells can either be there for pure enjoyment. So, you know, a certain flower, a sweet pea, for example, or a certain perfume, or the smell of cookies baking. Or it can also be a really powerful warning system. So if you think about if you smell um, smoke from a fire, or if there's certain food that you think, actually, I don't want to smell that. Um, and, and that's how we work. And for some of our kids and our adults who have difficulties with smell, there might be certain foods that you just cannot bear to be around. So um, when we assess um, the senses, we do certain smell tests. And with those smells, we would ask kids to smell things like geranium, um, and these are all essential oils, geranium or bergamot. There's also um, the smell of lime. We have um, vinegar as well and ginger. And it's really interesting noticing how differently children and their parents perhaps react to those smells um, and how closely linked it can be to avoiding behaviours um, so you can go throughout your whole day and there can be just this awful smell and you think, oh my gosh, that is just, I just need to get rid of that smell. And I always think of my son when we used to live, um, previously we lived near, um, some sewage works and, you know, generally we didn't smell it. There would be one, the odd day when the wind would pick up the smell and blow it in the wrong way as we would joke and you know there were many days when he would say that smell is so bad and he'd be really really distressed and we could not smell what he was you know smelling and about 10 minutes later or five minutes later we'd get the waft coming from um down the road where we'd have this horrible smell, but that's just how strong his sense of smell is. Um, and, you know, you might have kids who walk around with their noses plugged or pinching their noses because they can smell something. However, when you walk into a house and you smell, for example, cake or coffee brewing, it could lift your mood. Um, and, and that's why you can find that smell sensitivities can feel really, really awful and suffocating. So if you are hypersensitive to smells um, and smells comes from all directions, what you could find is that in a classroom, for example, teachers and other pupils won't notice smells. Um, but someone who's very sensitive to smells will, will struggle to focus. They'll struggle because of the... Um, the disinfectant or the hand gel that was being used or, um, you know, one of their classmates might come in from um, break time and their clothes got wet in the playground and that smell of wet clothes might really upset them and they can become really, really bothered by this. Um, and, and it can be really difficult. You know, our, our sense of smell is so complex. We have these little nerve fibres which is um, within our nose, and they will detect those little molecules that's in the air. And those fibers are going to send that information to the brain, or more specifically, the olfactory bulb, 
bulb, which is then going to send the messages to the brain. And it's a direct smell, a direct sense even. And so therefore you have to smell something and it will go straight to your nose. Um, An interesting fact, your nose can detect up to 10,000 different smells. So everyone has a few smells that bother them. Um, You know, I, I have, there are some that just remind me of, of certain events that I can't bear, whereas other people are like those smells. Um, and, and so it's really important to bear this in mind. You know, you might have some kids who are really, really defensive and hyper, hyper aware of the smells and they see it as a threat. Um, and it could just be the smell of someone's body, the smell of their perfume, which will stop them from bonding or making friends with them. Um, you know, if you think of the amount of, 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 of chemicals we use, so the soaps, the detergents, the um, perfumes we use, the body lotions, the toothpastes, um, and, and that's really, really important. So when you, you have a little baby that's born, they're going to immediately try and move towards the mom's breast because that's where they can smell the milk, okay? And those newborns can smell the or identify the difference between their mums and other women um and and so what's going to happen is that they're going to know that there's a smell which will give me a food um because they're so closely linked and so that's why quite often you'll find that you have no appetite when you have a cold when you're congested okay um your smell goes directly as i said earlier to those areas of the brain responsible for your emotions and your memories um, and your sense of sight and sound and touch don't pass through these structures. And that's why possibly your smell is so closely linked to your, to your memories, right? Um, and so what you can have is you can have a child who's very seeking of smell. So they will sniff people. They'll smell, sniff new objects. Um, they're going to seek out really strong smells and they're going to use their sense of smell to interact with new places, new objects. If they are really hypersensitive, they might object and complain about smells that most people ignore. They could tell others that they smell bad. Um, they could be irritated by their perfumes. Um, they can decide whether they like someone or not by how they smell really bothered by cooking and cleaning smells. Um, certain smells can make them gag. They could act out particularly after the house has been cleaned. Um, they could be really sensitive to the smell of smoke. Um, and, and this could lead them to be quite a picky eater. If you are hyposensitive, so not as sensitive, then you will find that you have kids who hardly ever comment on how something smells. They are not bothered by strong smells. They don't notice um, really bad smells that everyone notices. They could then be unable to smell their food and they could be prone to eat or drink things which are not edible or they are dangerous because that initial smell doesn't put them off. Okay, and they could also then be picky eaters. Um, smell is really difficult to try and deal with because it is such um, 
it can cause such big reactions. So what we can try and do is we say to parents is to gradually um, introduce new scents in very small amounts. Try and find a smell that your child really likes and then use that smell for when you know you are going to be in places where they could be triggered. So if you know you're going to the farm, have a few drops of essential oils on um, a tissue or a wristband that they can then smell to distract them or to override the unpleasant smells. Um, It's also really useful to remember that just because I like the smell of, say, lemon, that doesn't mean everyone else does. I love the smell of orange. Not everyone else does. So it's really important to find out what works for each individual. Um, And also just thinking of, you know, what are we going to do if we get somewhere and the smells are really bad? What are we going to do? Are we going to leave? Are we going to ask to move to a certain, um, a different area? Um, And just bear that in mind, you know, as carers and um, teachers, for example, I'd always say try not to wear very strong fragrances. If you do, um, if you do, you might find that, you know, don't then get offended if a child tells you that you smell. It's just that they're finding it overwhelming and um, really uncomfortable. Okay, try not to change your smells. Um, if you are going to wear perfume, wear the same one so that you have that predictability as well. Um, and and just always remember that what smells good to you is not necessarily going to smell good to someone else. Um, a classic example is lavender. Everyone thinks that, oh, yes, lavender is calming. I have so many kids who can't bear the smell of lavender. Okay. Um, so think about smells. Think about smells that they enjoy and how you can incorporate those so that when they do have days which are going to be trickier for them, not just in terms of the smells, but that you can use those to calm and regulate um, those senses. Okay, Um, let me know what you think. Are there any smells that you particularly avoid or that your kids avoid? Um, Have a wonderful day and enjoy the lovely warm weather. Speak to you soon.